Hey everybody, and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and this is episode number 198. And in this episode, we're talking about video games. Shocker, I know. Joining me is Joel. Yes, lots and lots of video games. I just don't know which those are, which of those we are actually going to be talking about yet. <laughs> John? Hey, I'm here. And Brian. I don't I don't know what we're doing. That's okay. That's this is fine. all this is it's, all foreign. This is all new and fresh. This is all and new and fresh. But just like uh looking at the year, we are hip with the times. Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. Absolutely. So uh so yeah, buckle up, it is going to be a show. So yeah, here we go. So actually, I kind of actually have a list of some things that I, I kind of wanted to hit on here. Wow. Um, what? So it's yeah, I'm, a little bit like okay. five minutes before we started. Sure, um, you could have said so, yes. uh, that's fine. But I, last week, I mean, one of these things was announced last week, and I was like, you know what? I want to talk about that on the podcast. So I've been preparing for this for a whole week. Wow. We'll say, uh, but Quantum Break is coming to PC. Yeah. But not Steam, or GOG, no, I... or UPlay, or Origin, or any other game service that any normal person would ever use. No, no yeah, you're going to buy it through the Windows <clears throat> App Store. Of course, um, wait, so you wait. for all of your hot releases. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought it was like the Xbox Store on Windows 10, no? Um, so... How does that work? I don't know. I don't have Windows 10, so... So, uh, the, those two things are, are different... Uh, there, there is an Xbox app, and the Xbox app lets you uh, manage your friends list, and you can send messages to people, and you can see all the activity feed. It, it basically is like the interface of the uh, the Xbox One, minus you being able to play Xbox games. Uh, except that you actually can, because you can stream uh, Xbox games from your Xbox to your computer through that app. Uh, which I've mentioned before, it actually works pretty pretty well um I, I actually do that sometimes um so that i'm not constantly swapping back and forth between the um you know two things on on one tv uh which is kind of cool but um but then there's also the windows app store which uh is akin to like the mac app store so i guess it would be like it's terrible yeah it, it's okay. it is terrible um on, on both regards there but it's kind of like the the windows app store is the mac app store and the xbox app store is the you know iphone or the ios app store maybe uh they're they're very similar and they seem like they would almost cross over but they don't huh. um so uh so weird thing of all weird things they announced this um very recently and uh, currently you cannot even pre-order the PC version of the game. The only way that you can get the PC version of the uh, of Quantum Break is actually to pre-order digitally the Xbox One copy of the game. Uh, you can't order a physical copy of the game. You have to get it digitally, which the only way you can do that is through the Xbox app store. Um, so either on an Xbox console or on the, the website xbox.com. Uh, but it's really kind of bizarre, especially not going the Steam route. Uh, I mean, I, I can understand it in a sense of them wanting to kind of build up their own storefront, 
But, I don't know, any time they try to do this, like with <clears throat> games for Windows, <clears throat> uh, it always seems to not work out so well. That and I kind of It did, it did. And I kind of wish they'd just be like, you know what? Steam's super popular, everybody loves it, let's just release the game there. Yeah, I wonder if there's more to it, though. Are they just going to emulate the Xbox One on your PC, kind of like what you're doing when you're mirroring your Xbox One? Because this is a very late announcement for a PC port. Um, They have not said anything in in that regard. That's the only thing I can think of as to why they wouldn't put it out on Steam or um, name your PC game distributor. It almost seems like... um, I don't know if this was a last-minute decision or if they were planning on releasing it six months down the road and decided might as well put it out all at once. Uh, pre-order figures might not, might not have been good enough. Um, a lot of different things probably went into that. I just It's interesting to put it out on the Windows Store, especially when they really haven't fully delved out like a, PC, like a gaming kind of section to that. It's more If it's anything like the Mac App Store, it's um, just a huddle of garbage. It, it's um, basically yeah. exactly like the Mac apps. Yeah. Store. Means they have all these old apps that no one's updating and are charging astronomical prices for. But yeah, yeah, it's um, and you end up just googling whatever the best app is because the app stores are terrible. But yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting move. But I mean, the the I, you can look at this two ways. You can look at this as them trying to do something slimy or you could say hey i'm getting two games for the price of one similar to what you do when you get like the cross buy game um on the sony side so i think like from that perspective it's pretty cool yeah and it actually it has increased my um my likelihood of pre-ordering the game though when i started looking into it um i i got really conflicted on on what i actually wanted to do because you're you're exactly right Joel, I, I could pre-order it and I could get two games for the, the price of one, which for me is a great deal because, you know, there's all likelihood I'm going to buy the game a second time just because, exactly. you know, I, I do that. So if I can if I can get that out of the way before the game ever it's is released... You're saving yourself money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan of digital stuff on consoles, but at the same time I am which is weird because I like to have physical copies of discs. It's it's just a a thing that I've I've brought over from I don't know, every other console before the current one, current generation. And um it's it's really nice to not have to to have to put a disc in the console. You just, you know, press a button and the game launches. But then at the same time, the idea of if I run out of space, I have to completely re-download a game and a game can easily be like 50 gigs and you know internet's not well i mean internet is unlimited but it's according to isps it's not unlimited and i can only download five 50 gigabyte games within a month and i've reached my data limit and i don't like that idea and then there's also the fact that Amazon has introduced their new uh, pre-order discount for Prime members where you yep. get 20% off. So oh, it totally I, kills any chance of me ever buying anything digital. Yeah, and so I, like, I, I could pre-order it and get two games for the price of 
of one at, at 60 bucks, or I could spend like 45 bucks and get one disc copy. And either way, you, you still get um, both of the, uh, the Alan Wake games uh, for free. So whether you pre-order it uh, digitally or physically, you, you get those, as well as the, uh, the DLC for the, the first Alan Wake game. It just, yeah, I mean, I forgot about the Alan Wake stuff, too. That just feels like, I, I got to imagine their pre-order numbers aren't good for this game. And they, to me, this seems like a way to boost some numbers and boost some sales on and trying to make a return on their publishing deal for this game. Um, I just can't see any other reason why you just give away a PC game. Um, but yeah, I think the Amazon pre-order thing throws a lot of wrinkles into both Microsoft and Sony's digital platforms i just it's hard to put money down in in those platforms when two years or let's say four years from now they announce a new console who knows if those games are going to transfer over um to the next one so absolutely yeah and it's it's even weirder because um all of the games that i've pre-ordered uh in the, the past year or so uh pretty much all of them i've done through um the uh the the green man gaming websites and i can usually get 20 to 25 percent off on those and so when i can spend you know only 40 bucks on a brand new game i feel like i'm getting a pretty good deal and so with amazon just doing this with all new games it's like well damn it like two weeks after release (laughs) yeah like even after the release it's like i well i yeah, so like I'm, even if you I'm sleep on a game pre-order. and it comes out and everyone's saying it's great, you're like, oh, I can still get it for 20% off. Like, no harm, no foul. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a crazy good deal. It is. It's so but, bizarre. But I, I wonder if this is going to backfire at all on them. Uh, apparently, they're so... The, so people the, are upset. The internet is mad. The, well, so I don't they, know... If, yeah, mad is... Yeah, there's a I don't, certain subsection of the internet that's really just nuts. I don't know if anyone is actually really mad, though, uh, because the the reason that I actually know about Quantum Break coming to PC was the first article I read was that somebody had tweeted uh, Phil Spencer and was like, this is crap, you didn't ask us what we wanted, like, you know, this is, you shouldn't do this, now everybody's going to wonder why I even get an Xbox or, or something like that. And uh, if you go to... Um, if you go to that guy's page, which is the Crap Gamer, uh, he says anything you see on my timeline is a joke. Relax and enjoy someone who isn't politically correct, but damn funny. So I, I don't know if he meant any of that. I kind of feel like that guy in that instance didn't at all, and I haven't seen any other instances of uh, people being really mad that uh, that the game is coming to PC. The, the rare, maybe the, I don't know, the hypothetical person that's mad, I guess, says, I bought an Xbox One for this game where I could have just invested in my PC. Maybe, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I spent like 350 bucks to get my, my Xbox plus all the stuff. There's no way I could have upgraded it to make right. my PC like any better than it currently is. I would have had to spend a lot more money than that. Also, the, the argument which does... <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Is that not only is is that it started out as an Xbox exclusive, which gave value to their choice. They have to pay for multiplayer, which I don't think there's any multiplayer with this. But no. they have to pay for multiplayer, which uh, which automatically you know it, it forces them to uh, invest, if you will, with Bunny Rabbit ears into uh, the the Xbox ecosystem. 
sure. by them allowing it to come out also on PC, which does not have to pay for like you know multiplayer. Um, it you know they're getting this one for free if they buy the Xbox One version. Um, it it lessens the value of theirs. It's a ridiculous argument, and one it, that uh, Phil Spencer was like, "Dude, come on, for real, you are upset because someone because somebody else gets to play this." On their own stuff, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't compute anywhere. Yeah, no, it 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 doesn't. Um, and the the weird thing is, is that since you can't even pre-order the PC version of it right now, it actually only adds value to the Xbox version because you still have to buy the Xbox version, but you get a second copy of the game for free. So technically, you're actually increasing the value of that copy of the game because now you're getting two for the price of one. But, Can you uh, buy the PC game on its own? Not right now, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to. I still think there's something weird about this for PC release. Sure, sure. Oh, I, uh, just seems weird. I, I can't see them just straight up emulating it, um, because that I don't know. That just seems kind of bizarre if they were doing that. I, I have to imagine that with uh with remedies background in you know uh all of the Alan Wake games eventually came to the PC and all of their other games uh you know Max Payne 1 and 2 have been on multiple platforms including PC I would think that you know they they didn't just spring this on Remedy like a month ago say hey have the PC version ready right. this is is probably been something that they've been you know, working on for a while now and been like, hey, you know what, we could just, on, on Remedy's side, I'm not saying on the, the marketing or, or publishing side of it, you know, we, we could make this ready and, you know, playable on a on a PC here much sooner than we otherwise thought. I don't know, I, I would like to think of this altruistically, but I don't know if that's the case at all. Either way, I either get the game for like 45 bucks or I get two games for the price of 60 so I'm probably going to pre-order it. I think you're pre-ordering it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you're if definitely. I ever say I'm probably going to pre-order, I'm probably going to buy something, it usually means I'm absolutely going to buy it. I just haven't yet. And uh, I have to come up with some excuse for why it's a great idea for me to do it. <laughs> right. But they are not putting out uh, on Steam, right? No Steam. Yeah. Nope. And the reason for this is because they don't want people to buy it? Or what? Again, it's currently it's not even available to buy from the the Windows Store. So I I think uh, I think it all really comes down to what Joel said a minute ago of that. I, I think it's to bolster the sales of the the Xbox One copy. Um, I, they I just, could very easily, yeah, they they could very easily push it out to Steam later on. Uh, I think right now it's I think it makes the most sense for uh, for it to be to bolster the sales of, of the game. Because, I mean, this has been in production for forever. And so if this doesn't sell well, then they lose money. So I gotta, I have to imagine that they're, they're, they're going to push as hard as they can on this. I mean, you know, the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider didn't sell great. I mean, it still sold over a million copies, which is still a lot of version, you know, a lot of copies of that game out in the world. Uh, but I, I imagine that is not what they wanted it to and wanted it to sell. And so I, I think that they probably actually pushed the release of the PC version of that game up sooner. 
uh, because it you know only came out in January, which is not even two whole months after the Xbox One copy released. Right. Um, so uh, so yeah, it's it's a little bizarre, but you know it's on PC, and that's what people have been asking for. So it, it's kind of like one of those weird wish grant things where it's like, okay, we're going to grant you this, but it's not going to exactly be the way you wanted it to be, so maybe you should be more specific next time. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I just kind of assume by default people aren't retarded, but sometimes that's not the right assumption. Never do that. Never do that. I mean, if they really do not ever bring this out on Steam because they want to push their own marketplace that's fucking I, stupid i don't think they, they do i don't they, I, I really they did don't. that once before yeah, i, I, think I mean already failed. <laughs> i think that's already failed though for them um i think they have a better i think phil is far better at seeing what the gaming consumer wants on that i just don't see it i think this there's more to this story that we'll probably find out in some leaks leading up to release. I just think there's more to this one. It's not even like there's a full-fledged like gaming app like they tried to do last time with uh, Windows Games Live or whatever that thing was called. Um, right. This feels like it was shoehorned in at the last minute uh, to, to either bolster sales or to just get it out on PC under... I, yeah, I'm, I'm still really confused on this one, but it's... It just doesn't feel like uh, this would be how they'd like to introduce like their PC kind of gaming initiatives. Yeah, if they bring it out on Steam, let's just say they're playing hardball or something with Valve to try to you know, get them get them to take less of a cut. That makes some sense. If this never comes out on Steam and it just sits on the PC on some Microsoft only marketplace, somebody needs to get fired. Well, one cool thing, um, and I I would assume that this that this would still be doable on Steam, uh, maybe more easily done through the uh, through the Windows Store. I don't I don't know, but uh, it will actually have uh, cross save capabilities, so you could play it on an Xbox, save your stuff to the cloud, and then pick it up on the PC from where you left up or left off on the Xbox. So that yeah. is kind of neat. Um, I don't see myself, you know, playing it on one system for a little bit and then switching to the other, but, you know, it's a, it's a nice idea, anyway. Uh, if more things uh, kind of incorporated, that that might be kind of cool. And they, they have said that they actually want to look into uh, having more games do this kind of cross-by, cross-save thing and not just, it not just be uh, Microsoft games, but third-party sure. stuff as well. Uh, that that was in some tweet at some point in time. I don't remember when, but uh, I don't know. It it could be kind of cool. I yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, if it's it, the thing. Okay, so there's a difference between getting a game for free, and I I probably care less where that game if whether it's on Steam or X like on the Windows app. Um, where it gets interesting is if they try to sell this in their individual store. Um, sure. To kind of John's point, I, I think though, if you're getting something as kind of here's a bonus, you're buying the Xbox One edition, but you're getting this PC thing. I'm less strict on oh, I really wanted that to be a Steam 
um, code, although it would be nice if it was. Um, but people are people are weird, especially about sure. Steam. I I, know, I work with plenty of people. Like I, I know a guy that has not played any Dragon Age games since the first on one because it's not on Steam, and he refuses to to get it on Origin. Uh, which I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad of a service. Actually, it's not great. Good. They, they, uh, they do give you free games, better, and yeah. uh, it doesn't crash all the time like certain other uh, storefronts do from other companies that are very big and have their own... Storefronts. Yeah, that recently announced that there wouldn't be an Assassin's Creed game this year. Oh, you know, what to a To be segue. unnamed. What a segue. To, to remain un, unnamed. Anyway, anyway. All right, let, let's move on from there. What? So, George... Sucks. Yes. What? The you play store is horrible. Yes, it's, that, that's that's what I was horrible. alluding yeah, to. I know. If, if nobody got that, that. <laughs> it's all right. I just had to. I want to lay it out there on Front Street. It was. It's really bad. It's not like I. It's not even where like Origin started. It's just. It's just bad. They did do a uh, complete redesign of it uh, pretty recently. It, it's not good. Uh, it. It's not as bad as it used to be. It's I not think. Called you to play right. Uh, it's still called you play. Yeah, they they, they do have they do have that. I I think that's something different. That Guess is not what the free. app huh. that you download and launch on your computer though. It's it's weird. I don't know, man. Yeah, it does say join with your UPlay account. That's confusing. It's it's so confusing. All right, never mind. I felt like so, I So um so yeah, anyway, Joel, you were right. There there's no like uh console Assassin's Creed this year. Yeah, it's just out for uh, the Windows App Store uh, this year. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think uh, I think this is kind. I mean, the writing was on the wall after Unity. I think uh, Syndicate was probably too far in development to cancel uh, sure. or push out. I think this makes sense. Um, it's interesting though. I, there, there's a ton of pressure now on whatever the next game is, whether it's set in Egypt or wherever it ends up being set in. Um, they have an opportunity here to reboot this franchise, and I know they're not going to, but I think this would be a perfect time to even take another year off and completely reboot it. I think you could have take two a, years off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you could have a I'd huge okay sale. Um, come to E3 next year with a trailer. Uh, for uh, uh, two years from now, a game that's going to basically start the Assassin's Creed franchise over. Um, I think that would be I, I could get excited about that. I think a lot of people would, to be honest. I think Ubisoft, uh, I, I, th- I think they could put together a pretty exciting game. I think taking a year off is like putting a Band-Aid on it, and I don't think they're going to take enough time to actually fix and kind of reinvent themselves like they did with Assassin's Creed 2. Like, they just really haven't done that. Um, be interesting, though. I'm happy. I, it's a good decision for them. I still think we're going to see something this fall with Assassin's Creed, whether it be a uh, trilogy of the last three games or, or the uh, Ezio trilogy or um, the last three games or something along those lines that they'll put out this year to kind of keep the uh, flame going. But I think it's a good decision for them. I have an awesome reboot idea when we're done with this subject because it's a great segue too. Well, I'm okay. done with this one. I think we've okay. talked enough about Assassin's we, Creed. Yeah, we have. I don't, think, I don't think Unity deserves to be in any kind of trilogy or collection. No, that's why I was like, I, I don't know. I, I really think it'd have to be. In I mean, if they wanted to do like four Rogue and Syndicate, that sounds yeah, interesting because yeah. that sounds like that's kind of like a very British art. Unity fits in nowhere there. 
Well, they they could even they could do three trilogies if they wanted to. They could do um, they could do the Americas. Well, actually, I guess the Americas would include both uh, four and Rogue. Right. But yeah, you know, if they wanted to do the Americas and the British, which two of those in each would be the two same games, and just swap out either three for Syndicate, I, I don't know. They they could do that if they wanted to. That would be weird. They it shouldn't do that, but they I, you know if they want to, whatever. I, I mean, even bringing Rogue <laughs> would be kind of nice um, to the new you, consoles because yeah. I, I don't think anyone's played that game, and you could bring it out for twenty thirty. I, I bought bucks. it. I, I picked it up. I, I haven't I played it. I was gonna say I don't think you ever played it. Did you? I, no. Well, I I started it and I was like, wow. Like I w- I I'd read that this was basically Black Flag Flags. all over again, and I was like, that's okay. I loved Black Flag. I'm totally gonna play this and love it. And then I started playing it. And I was like, oh god, this this, this is, still is Black, Black Flag. Black Flag. <laughs> like I I've, I've played this game before. Yeah. And then like five minutes later, I I stopped playing it and then haven't gone back. Yeah, I would say the only other piece of news before John does an amazing segue is uh, that Watch Dogs 2 was basically uh, announced for this holiday to next March um, after our long discussion on the difference between the fiscal 2016 and 2017, which I finally now understand. Um, <laughs> we know it's coming out by March of 2016 or 2017, uh, so I think that's pretty exciting. Uh, right. I'm really interested to see what they what they do with the second because that will make or break that franchise. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. The, I, the first one was very polarizing. I, I would imagine uh, a second one that doesn't do well will end that franchise. But uh, I, I think, I, no, I'm not going to say that. I think that they could. I would hope that they could pull an Assassin's Creed two out of out of Watch Dogs. Me too. I, I hope uh, so because too. I, I feel like the, the groundwork for for a fun game is there. But uh, the fact that I mean, it, it even has a lot of the same problems of. You know, just the the side missions and stuff like that are all very repetitive and kind of dumb. Um, it they could they could do something interesting. I would like to see that. I don't know if they if they'll pull it off, but you know, we'll find out in June. Indeed. I wonder if Ubisoft is even capable of an Assassin's Creed two anymore. Because you've if you've looked at the credits of one of their games lately, they make their games now like full board manufacturers cars. You have this part made in Asia, and this part yep. made in Mexico, and this part made in Slovenia, and then it gets assembled in Montreal. Yeah, and it's pretty impressive. And I think as long as they've got the right person at the helm, that it, who's capable of steering the machine, that they're capable of something as akin to Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, because even at that point, they they weren't quite as big, but they were still really pushing in that direction. And I think when you hit certain branches of that Assassin's Creed path, like you hit four and you hit Syndicate, and those offer those are those are good games, and they show like a, a, a kind of a sense of direction, like when they're being pushed in the right way, when you're using all that power in the right way, it's capable of good things. But when you let it just run rampant and you just say, well, we're just doing this, you know, to show things off, or we're just doing this to do this, then that's where things like Unity happen, where it's all that power and it's just completely run amok. And I, when, when somebody is at the helm, when somebody is pushing that down the way, I think that, that that's capable, you are capable of something Assassin's Creed 2-ish. 
do they have that person though? Because isn't pretty much everybody who is the visionary for the game originally aren't they pretty much gone? I, I think yeah, yeah. I I mean obviously what's his name is gone. He's doing his own thing with like crazy snake ladies and riding bears and all that stuff. Um, but I, like they don't have anybody at the forefront that they've shown. But at the same time, I think this decision to pull back and this decision to kind of try something I think does show a sense of at least understanding in uh, in the leadership position of what's going on. And and just a side note, we, we generally don't know about the visionary forefront people until after they've made something great. So, like, except for maybe Clint Hawking, who he kind of built up a, a following, uh, you know, before even Far Cry 2 was around. Um, but uh, a lot of the other people that it's like, oh, man, that guy made, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 what it was, or Assassin's Creed 4 what it was, or whatever the case is, uh, we... We generally didn't hear a lot from those people or about those people until after the that game was released. So there may be that person there, and we just don't know it. Or I, I may some... just be, you know, hopelessly optimistic tonight, which is not usual, but I don't know. I'm, I'm like in a good it. mood. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much inertia in that company right now. It's like getting an elephant to change direction. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, we'll see what Destiny ends up coming out. Or Destiny. <laughs> that was that was a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> the Division ends up coming out um, to be like, because I think that game uh, I, it feels like their top people are on the Division. Um, and depending on... It's not something that interests me, but I think it's got the potential to um, kind of reinvigorate a uh, kind of an Ubisoft revival. So I, I'm interested to see, because I think uh, most of their games have grown uh, long in the tooth, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and several years ago, um, I mean, several years ago now at this point, uh, we were all wondering if, you know, PlayStation, you know, Sony could change course because that's a giant company and they had kind yeah. of gone wayward. So, I mean, I, I think they can. I think they can absolutely turn things around and shape things up and become the studio that that made Assassin's Creed 2. Um but uh, whether that time is, is now or in the near future or is further down the road or ever remains to be seen, obviously. But I think the, the answer to the question is of whether or not they can is, is absolutely. It's just whether or not they will. Um, and to your yeah. point, Joel, I, I, I've actually I've tried to soften up a little bit on the, the division. Uh, since it's going to be an open beta here very soon, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and download Me too. that and try to I'm play gonna that. I'm going to jump in, too. I, I really have no interest in this game, but me there's either. part of me that really wants it to be good. Yeah, I, I think so. we agree for the first time in 2016. For the first time? Dude, we started this year off I know. like agreeing right. on everything. It I was know. weird. You're right. You're right. We, we need to get away from that. I know. This I, needs wondering- to stop. <laughs> What if we both liked the division? That'd be oh, weird. God, because I, I really don't weird. think I'm gonna like the game. <laughs> Everything I've watched, I don't know. I can't even sit through like videos of that game. I'm like, oh, it's kind of boring. But we'll see. Uh, we will. We will indeed. Until it until it starts letting me jump into haystacks, I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can uh, get in. Uh, as long as uh, Greek and Roman aliens don't show up and oh, are man. pulling the strings on everything, I think I'll be okay. They're, they're, yeah, I don't know, I, the lizard men are behind everything. 
I, I think I would be more okay with haystacks than I would be towers. I don't want towers. What about snarky location descriptions? You want snarky location descriptions? I'm fine with that. Yeah, okay. me too. Just wondering. When are we going to get right. an Ubi Art game before we move on? That's a uh, great question that I, I want don't... want another Ubi Art game. I, I thought that they were going to announce one la- last too. year in the vein of, you know, Valiant Hearts and, and Child of Light. They're just like, hey, these are out. Or, you know, out next week. Um, but yeah, really kind of sad to have not seen any of those. Uh, we didn't yeah, see anything, uh, right? We haven't seen no. anything even... Well, they did... Were they Grow Home? Uh, I don't think that's an UbiArt game, but... It no, was, no, 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 it was but I mean, that was still game, yes. Ubisoft, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just um, saying, like, trying to think of small... I, I know it's not an UbiArt game, but, like, just small team kind of game. Um, yes. Yeah, man, that's a bummer. Those two games are great. I love both of those. Yeah, the... Uh, actually, the only... Um, the only Ubi Art games from 2015 were were Rayman Adventures, okay, yeah. um, and Gravity Falls: Legend of the Gnome Gemulets. Yeah, game for a, it's 3DS. A, it's a 3DS game based on the uh, the Cartoon Network series. The Cartoon Network series of yeah, Gravity of what? Falls. It's a oh. yeah, it's okay. a. It's like two kids on summer vacation go to their uncle's place who runs a like museum of the weird in like the Seattleish area and naturally that's where like Bigfoot and everything else is. Okay. It's it's, it's, it's actually a really good show. Okay. Good to know. Follow that back into my brain parts. There you go. Uh, yeah. Random cartoon tidbit. <laughs> so so John, wow us with your your segue and take us to whatever it is you, you <laughs> want to talk about. Here's what here's what Ubisoft should do with Assassin's Creed. They should make it modern, okay? But instead of climbing buildings and stabbing people, what you do is you infiltrate places by wearing disguises. So would awesome you would you try to be. like assassinate people in that way? Yes, you could be like a hitman. So you're like an assassin who's paid. This is like that yes. show, The Pretender, right? You're not allowed to win in and pretend to do I love jobs. The Pretender. Oh my god. Hey, sorry. Anyway, here is uh, optional. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but you have a weird barcode on the you back have of your a head, weird and it, it always it, has to be visible, but no one ever notices it. Yes, and you can be a Japanese sushi chef who's a big bald white guy. <laughs> sure. Do you so, think Agent Forty Seven has a like a like a grocery lane fetish, <laughs> where it, like his dream is just to be scanned repeatedly? Like he til- he tilts over backwards over one of the scanners. Yeah, goes, and just yeah, just just you know like whatever like person of his choosing just like runs his head over the thing repeatedly, and you just hear, <laughs> what do you guys think the over under is on them rebooting that franchise again into another movie? I already did two of them, and both of them yeah. failed. I'm thinking a third time's yeah. the charm. It, really? No. No. <laughs> not at all. Wait, third time's the charm. You're wait. You're not saying that third time will be the charm. Oh, I'm saying I was or, just, but I I don't. So think do you think they'll actually it. do it, or yes, do you think do that it'll be another Asian forty-seven in our life, and it'll still be bad? I don't, yeah. I, okay. I, gotcha. Whoever it is, I don't. You know, the, like the first one had all the fantastic. 
and you just you there was no real reason that that one even existed. The no. second one looked like it might have had promise, and it had Zachary Quinto running around. And I mean, that guy's okay, but yeah. you know, whatever. But the problem was he he wasn't doing either Vulcan mind melds or slicing people's heads open that, with the power. force. That's totally, um, yeah, totally true. And so when he's not doing that, he. You know what? What is he doing? Things really, kind of fall honestly. apart, especially yeah. when the the story itself is like extremely threadbare. Like, yeah, we get it. This guy's bald. This guy can run around and do stuff. But honestly, like, we we know it was him. Yeah, because you know he he's bald and he has a barcode on the back of his head, and you can see it all the time. But there's a new game coming out, and John's played it. How did you do this, John? Uh, they had a beta. They had a beta over the weekend where they offered... What were they testing? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> they don't you say, what were, they test- were you playing with other people? I just played regular old levels. Wait, so what? Did, I think so, it, I, so did you make levels or play other people's levels? or? No, they just had a, couple, they had a trial slash tutorial level. And then they had a freeform assassination level that presumably is representative of the type of levels that would be in the game. Oh, okay. Online elements, though? Uh, good question. I don't know. I didn't notice. I just played the... Just yeah, played the no, I, I mean, I know we got the beta code in. I didn't do any research because that's not a franchise that I've ever really enjoyed, but I, I, I even thought about it when I put it on the list. I'm like, I wonder what they're testing. They must have some sort of, like... Uh, Spy v spy kind of like mode that they're testing out. Um, Apparently not. I guess so. You just played sing. It was all just by yourself, like single player yeah. stuff. It's yeah. weird. I mean, well, and it's, I guess that's it's one way to get people to test your game. It's possible that there was some stuff I just didn't notice. I didn't even think to look for it. I was mentioning it. That's, a, that's even more impressive, actually. I didn't really <laughs> read any uh, PR material. So. Yeah. So so, but how was it? It was okay. It looks like it's going to be better than Absolution, which, to be honest, isn't saying a whole lot. I don't know if you guys played that game. Have you? Do you play the series at all? I, I played Blood Money, or I played like two hours of Blood Money. It okay. wasn't my kind of game. Like I liked it. It was nice, but just I didn't have the patience for that. Okay. I've, I've played all of them. I didn't make it all the way through Absolution, but I've I've played at least some, if not all, or well, yeah, no, at least some of all of them. The, the sure three I, middle ones. And I'm sure I've played it at some point, but I have zero fondness for the series, so I, I will back out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, with Absolution, they made a lot of blunders. They made a lot of design mistakes, the biggest one being the levels. They were kind of linear, and they had checkpoints, so you couldn't go back. Mm-hmm. And with this game, they've gone back to the just one mission is one great big level setup, which is, I think, what everyone wanted. So... People will like that better. Um, the one thing that they did not do is they did not go back to the old disguise system. So I'm pretty disappointed in that. I don't know if you guys. What do you, what do you mean the old disguise system? They really neutered the disguises in Hitman Absolution. Now, if you remember the old ones, it was pretty easy to get almost anywhere with a good disguise. Uh, all you had to do, like you could, if you were a security guard, you could walk by another security guard. And just not look them in the eye for very long, and they wouldn't know it was you. Hmm. And uh, or you had I, to get I, pretty close to them. 
I don't know. And, that That is not how I remember Hitman games. Hitman games always seem to be like, that guy is walking like 0.2% faster than everybody else. He's a Hitman. Kill him. They did have some of that, but if you were... If you weren't acting suspiciously, you didn't just fail if you got in somebody's cone of vision. And the way they changed it for absolution was people, other people wearing that uniform know that you're an imposter pretty much right away. Okay. And that got really frustrating because there are many levels where there's really only one viable disguise for the entire mission. And then you would just, you would always get busted right away and you would always have to shoot your way through it. And, And they did not fix that for this. However... They beefed up the uh, the instinct mode. You know how stealth games now are coming with a, like an instinct mode or some kind of or detective mode where you can see sure. people through walls. They sure. have beefed yeah. it up for this game, which will probably be a pretty unpopular decision with the old school fans. Although I like it for this because I don't like it when stealth games are. Oh, I just walked around the corner and this guy saw me. Better reload. I like it when. Yet. When uh, disabling stuff like that in harder modes is, I don't know, one of the ways that they make it harder. Uh, I like it when when games do that, so it's not just, oh, you take less bullets to kill and enemies take more bullets to kill. Uh, When you actually add and remove systems. So, this is the episodic one, right? This is coming out in, like, episodes? Yeah, well, they... they so, announced a, kind of a different plan from what they they mentioned. Had, right? Yeah, originally. So originally they said you'll you'll buy, you know, you'll pay sixty bucks for the game, uh, you know, all up front, and uh, but you're not going to have the full game when you when you buy it. Content will be released at like set periods after the game is launched. Basically, like um, a new area a month for at least the first three months. Yeah, and and so they. They said that's confusing. We're not going to do that. We're going to do this in you know a more traditional, episodic style of game. So you can buy the season pass, as it were, um, which is you know it's the sixty dollar game, or you could spend I think it's like fifteen bucks for essentially the first episode. Um, you could pay that and just have that initial content and pay for each additional episode like you would for a, a Telltale game. Right. Um, but, you know, the, the weird thing about all of that, and I, I think the reason that this works for things like Telltale is that when you spend $5 and you get the first episode, you have a really good idea of what you're going to be getting four more times. Um, and I think that worked for Life is Strange. I, I think it's it's worked for Telltale, but everything else that's been or tried to do episodic, it's it's kind of weird because it's a lot less um, it's a lot less obvious kind of what future material is going to be when it's something that's not so story based and less you know gameplay based. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's got to be a lot harder to produce. Hitman levels on a short turnaround versus yeah, I I think that's so I because I had I didn't think I was going to be able to contribute much. I started reading up on the beta that you were just in, John, and just trying to figure out what it was. And to be honest, it kind of reads like it was a play test to see what people liked about it and didn't, so they could start building out before the games released the future stuff. Like it. It almost uh, it almost reads like uh, it basically it says you're going to be testing our servers, which I, I'm not really Focus sure what they're using that for. 
um, which is basically tracking lots of stats, and they basically want to know where you killed your targets, where you die, and which items are most used. Um, which uh, my guess is this is going to help them, A, with whatever their first episode or first piece of content that they, they release. But more than anything, this gives them kind of a head start to figure out how they can keep improving it for the next ones rather than waiting for this first piece of content to go out, then try to make adjustments from there. Because to your point, John, I think it's going to take a while. This is not uh, as straightforward as... Um, an episodic Telltale game where you right. kind and, of already even know what those, that story's going to be. Even those games can take two to three months for the next episode yeah. to come out. So, yeah, if not um, longer sometimes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they'll just throw three out in a row and then yeah, finish it up. But yeah, it's interesting. I've never kind of seen a beta for this, but I guess it's kind of, uh, when you think about it, it's um, very different than what we've seen for other from other episodic style or like a trickle release of content kind of stuff. So it's interesting. It is. So overall, though, John, good. Pretty good. It, it's yeah. it's funny. I consider myself a fan of this series, and I've never really loved any of the games in it. <laughs> each each <laughs> game has like some awesome moments and just some moments of brokenness, and. I assume this one will probably be it, like that too. We'll see. Sure. It it was pretty good. They seem to be. They're trying to make the game more. Uh, oh, what did they say that word accessible. They're trying to make it more accessible in a few ways. They're providing more hints on how stuff works, and uh, I think they may want to dial that back a little bit because they they go a little overboard on. By the way, did you know you can kill them this way and this way also? I think it's uh, a little more fun to discover a lot of that on your own. Sure. But no, it has a Hitman feeling. I, I wrote in the preview, uh, the game, when it works, it you know makes you rub your palms together and let out an evil laugh, kind of like a cartoon villain. Nice. Because you just got a guy electrocuted or something, made it look like an accident. And it has that. The, the beta definitely had that. That's, that's good to hear. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing that I want out of a a Hitman game is it to not feel so stiff. Yeah. Um, I, I would like it to feel more like it, and not in any way except just kind of the nimbleness of the character. Um, more like an Assassin's Creed game, but actually not even that. I want it to feel more like Mark of the Ninja. That's what I want. Which is, I don't know how you do that in 3D, and I probably nobody else knows how to do that in 3D either, which is probably why those games don't feel that way. But you, that that I'm just gonna go ahead and say that's what I want. So, uh, so I I also played a beta this weekend. Did you? Overwatch. Uh, I did. What did you play? Uh, no. <laughs> I played the Homefront beta. <gasps> that's right. Oh, oh I, uh, um, so so that game. I don't know why uh, I'm so excited, but that uh, I forgot all about that. Because it looks like Far Cry in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. why you're excited yes. about it. Homefront yes. 2? Homefront kind of. uh, Revolution. Yeah, yeah I mean, technically it is Homefront okay. 2. It, it it still exists in the, the weird continuity of North Korea having taken over the U.S. It, don't ask how it happened. doesn't matter. It did. And, uh, and you are now a freedom fighter um, uh, working to uh, overthrow uh, the... Uh, the overlords essentially uh so I, I think in the the game it's it's been some years since north korea kind of took over uh parts of the u.s and so one of those areas is philadelphia 
and uh, that is where this game takes place. And uh, what they were beta-ing, um, what, it made a lot of sense because it was a multiplayer portion of the game. Uh, so the game is going to feature a, uh, a four-player uh, co-op mode that it's not kind of your traditional horde mode where you know you're just facing waves of enemies but you actually have objectives and you're kind of moving through the level in a more single player style fashion um and uh, so as far as the the game play feels it's actually really kind of odd because uh, there's all these little animations and parts of the game that literally look like they were just completely lifted out of other games um, so, for instance, you have a, a weapon modification system. Uh, one of the cool things in, in terms of art styles for, for Homefront is that since you are kind of you're a truly ragtag team of, of rebel fighters, um, all of your stuff is held together with like duct tape and, and bandanas and, and cloth and stuff. So your AK-47 is not nice and shiny and new. It's all kind of beat up and it's got like... I don't know, it looks like it's been through hell and back and is being held together with duct tape, essentially. Uh, which is kind of cool. But uh, you have a weapon modification system, and uh, when you when you are going to mod your weapon, you can do this in the middle of the game, in the middle of a match, you hold it out in front of you, and you press... Oh, I was using a controller, because that's what I do. Um, and you can press the uh, the four face buttons and the, the right bumper to switch out parts of the gun with other parts. And it is completely identical to the system that was found in Crisis 2 and 3, if anybody played those games. Uh, which is really bizarre, because, uh, well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, because for part of Homefront's well, production... They didn't took over, right? They did, and now they're no longer working on it. It's now an internal studio at, um, at Deep Silver called Damn Busters. That uh, is currently working on the game. Uh, so yeah, as, as, from from what I understand, this is actually the third studio that has been working on Homefront. Uh, I believe the the remnants of Free Radical were working on it, the Time Splitter guys, uh, and then Crytek worked on it for a while, and then now it's it's Dam Busters. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, so that it makes sense, but it's also just kind of bizarre uh, as far as. Th- playing the game, though, it, it feels a lot like Far Cry 3. Um, it actually, in some ways, it feels kind of like Far Cry 2 as well because you're not quite as nimble. Uh, you still, you know, you can hurdle obstacles and you can kind of climb up ledges and you, you have a very similar, like, melee takedown as as to what you have in Far Cry. Um, but everything feels a lot heavier than it, it does in Far Cry. Uh, it feels like it's it's not quite as easy for the character to do in some sense. Um, but uh, the, the game has like the same kind of radial menu where you're, you're swapping out, um, you know, your guns and, and stuff like that. And as far as the, the rest of the controls go, it's pretty much identical to the Far Cry series. Uh, the oddest part uh, in terms of animations, though, is that whenever your your health is low and you need to give yourself health so that you don't die, you you stick out your hand, and it, it's always your left hand, and then your right hand comes into the field of view, and he, you've got a syringe, and the character jabs that syringe into his left hand, and it's, it's almost identical to what it looks like when you inject Adam into the character 
in Bioshock. He even does like the same like hand flexy motion. It's so bizarre, but it gives you life and it allows you to keep shooting uh, evil North Koreans. So I, I so guess this is a like a thing. weird cobbled together like Frankenstein yes. of a game. Yes, it is. The fact that it's going to make it to market it potentially is crazy. Um, well, I mean, it's coming out, I think, um, May 17th or something like that. Like, it, it's not far off. Well, we'll see how the beta did on their end. Um, sure. To tell, yeah, but I, that's it sounds like a very weird game. It always has, and I don't know. I, yeah, the multiplayer was never something I was super keen or interested in but I- so the, the multiplayer was actually pretty fun uh there were three maps available uh, i i only got to play two of them because if you tried to specify which map you wanted to play then it i never got into a like match i left it game, for yeah. yeah i left it for like 15 minutes once and it, it never joined um so i i always did any and so i I would generally play one of two maps, and so there was one that was that was kind of cool. It was a very open area. It it was kind of an area that had been completely demolished uh, by by war, and so you've got a lot of fallen over buildings and stuff like that. And so your objective is to find two satellite relays and kind of hack them and use them to triangulate the position of a uh, an enemy installation. And so when you play the game, you you always kind of spawn at the same. St- uh, same spot when you start the game, but uh, the position of the of those satellites would be in different spots each time. And once you triangulated the position of the enemies, the enemies would be in different spots. Um, and there was a cool like little vehicle um, section in between. Like once you triangulated it, it was actually pretty far away, and so you got to drive a motorcycle for a little bit. Um, and and that all controlled uh, pretty well. And uh, the game definitely encourages you to play cooperatively. I ran into an issue of people just not wanting to do that because, you know, it's, it, it's on the internet and people are like that. Uh, but it was really kind of cool when, yeah, I, I don't use a, a mic when I play video games online because, again, people on the internet. Um, but uh, sometimes, like, everything would just kind of sync up and it would work out really well and it was... It was a lot of fun. The, the second map uh, had very consistent objectives, and so you were sent to uh, find a an enemy like group, and then you were ambushed, and then you find out a group of NPCs nearby were also ambushed, and so you have to go and save them, and then you fall back to your safe house, and you just get completely overrun, so you set a bomb and have to get out before it explodes. Um it was it was a lot of fun. It was I, I enjoyed it. It was not it's not probably the game part of the game that I would really want to play, but it was as far as multiplayer stuff goes was was actually kind of fun. Uh, I'm a little sad that I didn't get to play the third map, which I think was called um, installation or something like that. It looked like it was at night and might put a little more emphasis on stealth or something like that. But uh, I didn't actually get to play that because it, it never loaded up. Um, so uh, so yeah, it, uh, it seems kind of cool. There's a, there's both a money and an experience system in the game. So experience allows you to buy perks, which you know makes you run faster or makes you reload faster, makes you take longer to bleed out before you know 
people can can resurrect you and then the money allows you to buy uh the age-old and absolutely lovely system of crates where you don't know what you're getting when you buy them and then you get stuff and you go oh that's not what i wanted uh, so really, of all the things, that was the the thing that I I liked the least was the fact that you're you know that it was a beta, so there was no way to spend real money in this version of the game. I imagine that will be something that they commoditize or monetize or whatever word you want to use there. But um, it wasn't too bad because pretty much every time I finished a mission, I always had enough money to buy a new crate, and uh, you know I I did unlock I think like six of the twelve weapons over the course of that and several attachments uh, for those weapons Uh, it's not my favorite it's not the worst version of that system that I've seen but then again there wasn't an option to spend real money so it didn't feel as gross because of that that will probably exist in the real game Uh, it was buggy it was absolutely a beta uh, one time I went to uh, to melee a guy, and so the melees are contact sensitive as as to how the animation plays out. And so I snuck up behind this this guy and go to stab him in the face with a knife. And the the character kind of slams his head against a wall, and then both me and the enemy went through the wall. And then I was inside of a house that I, I couldn't get out because that that house didn't have any interior <laughs> uh and then it then at one point uh i was going to to mantle a, a blockade and i got about halfway over it and then my character just stopped uh and i couldn't i couldn't move and m- my bullets stopped working like i could shoot but they made no sound and when i would shoot enemies nothing would happen i could still get shot and die but it, it didn't did. do any good yeah uh but one of my teammates came and resurrected me but then I still couldn't move, and the other three oh, of them ran away. Dead. Let me stay dead. <laughs> right? And so the other three run away, and they all get killed and are there with their little icons blinking on the screen that are letting me know they need to be revived. And there's not a damn thing that I can do because, like, I'm throwing grenades down, and I don't know if it's something you'll be able to change, but in the beta there was no friendly fire, so and that includes yourself. So I'm throwing grenades at myself trying to kill myself, and you, I can't. And so I'm just sitting there watching, you know, my teammates bleed out. Um... And that was that was sad. Uh, I did get booted from a couple of games. Uh, th- there's not actually an option to boot currently. Uh, so if somebody's being difficult, uh, at least in the beta, that, that was not a thing. So I assume every time that a game stopped, it was because it was a beta. Um, but I, the, the core like gunplay and everything was, was actually pretty fun. And it actually made me really want to play Far Cry 4. Mm, you should. <laughs> I picked up I picked up a copy of Far Cry Four for which um, or for for PC. PC. Nice. Yeah, it was Good it was choice. actually on sale on that that lovely platform that we were talking about at the beginning of the show uh, for like fifteen bucks, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna pick up Far Cry Four and I'm gonna play this. So I, I download that and I, I play some Far. Well, I am going to play some Far Cry Four, but I noticed there's this weird issue where the game just seems like it's loading forever. And if you alt-tab out of the game and back in, then it finishes loading, and it's fine. So I was like, oh, well, that's just a a weird thing loading up the game. So I I start the game, and then realize that that doesn't just happen when you start the game. It happens 
anytime there's any sort of transition in the game. So if you press, say... That sounds like a pretty this, nasty bug. So if you press the start button, then you need to alt-tab out of the game and back in. Otherwise, it'll just sit there as if it's loading the start screen forever. If you want to go back to the main menu, you have to alt-tab out and back into the game. Uh, if you pick up a note and are going to read that in the game, you have to alt-tab out and back in. If you want to open a door, you have to alt-tab out and back into the game. And I was like, this is weird. So I, I go on to uh, Steam forums because there, there wasn't anything on the Uplay forums. Um, and apparently that's a bug that has existed in the PC version of the game since it was released over a year ago. And it occurs because you have a controller plugged into the, the computer. And the only known fix is to not use a controller. Oh, uh, that sucks. And, um, so yeah, I'm not okay with that. Right? I guess so. I, I did, I, um, I sent Ubisoft uh, customer support a little message and said I want my money back because uh, I'm not going to do that. They either need to fix it or give me my $15 and I think, you know, like 12 cents or whatever it was back so we'll see if that happens currently ubisoft doesn't actually have a return policy mm. like uh steam and origin now do um so i'm a little bummed about that honestly but we'll that see sucks. yeah we'll see if i get that money back so uh so shame on you home front for making me buy a game that is <laughs> broken um <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah so uh homefront looks all right we've got what 2 3 months left uh for production so right. i they could pull it off they could that could be a just like mafia 3 that game could be a huge surprise i don't think anyone's yeah. actually thinking those games are going to be great so it'll be interesting to see uh, especially homefront it's had such a weird development cycle uh, what that actual single player campaign look like because that was their big promise for the original home front was how they were going to revolutionize both the single player and multiplayer and i'm not sure they've necessarily accomplished either no no well that was i don't know these have all been weird games because the uh the original game uh from the studio that did the first home front uh front line uh, that was that was made by a studio called Chaos, uh, spelled with a K, and that studio was actually made up of the people that made the uh, originally made up. Probably not by the time these other games were made, but it was originally made up by of the people that made the uh, Modern Warfare mod for Battlefield 1942, which inspired Battlefield 2. Um, and so they, they went on to make Frontlines, which was very much a, a Battlefield-style game and wanted to revolutionize Battlefield by having this idea of a kind of consistent front line that, you know, you've got, say, three nodes and you, you don't just win when you get these three nodes, but you actually kind of move forward your territory in this consistent way across a map. Um, and that, that didn't revolutionize things the way they wanted it to so they wanted to revolutionize what call of duty did and it it didn't seem to revolutionize that so i guess they're taking on far cry now they're revolutionizing what far cry does maybe i don't know well that's a franchise i'm more interested in so i hope they can do it 
like I said, the the core mechanics uh, they, they seem to be there. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they can pull it off. It is it is at least a fun shooter to to shoot things in. So I guess if you can make that, then and you can not have it broken to you know where a almost a year and a half later there are bugs that allow you to not play the game with a controller, then you're off to a pretty good start. Must not have sold Silence. any copies on. I was just gonna say they must not have sold any <laughs> copies on PC to not fix that bug. I I doubt they sell very many copies on on PC. Honestly, yeah. I don't I don't know that that just does, that does not seem like. Um, it seems Ubisoft's, like an easy bug to fix though. <laughs> I would imagine, but then again, I don't actually know, I don't anything, know anything about coding. About so but that just seems yeah. not hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, I didn't want to actually ask anything on steam because I, I knew that i would just get a response something to the akin of well why do you want to play it with controller anyway you know peasant because i own consoles and <laughs> people that own pc games That's are the standard mean. response to that it is peasant. like well i mean honestly like i will look up games that there are some games on steam that have controller support that on the steam page don't say that they have controller support on their kind of lists of what this game has in terms of features, whether it supports big screen mode or whether it has a controller support or whatever the case may be. And so I'll, I'll go on the forums and look if anybody else has asked it. And I, there are some really vicious PC people out there that are just like, Oh, why would you even want to do that? Get like, get out of here, go buy a, a console. You, you freak. And it's like, well, I, I like controllers. Leave me alone. I'm not hurting you. I don't know. It, it kind of goes back to the uh, <laughs> the Xbox argument of people being sad that uh, the game is coming to PC. It's like, well, you can still buy it for Xbox. Nobody is is stopping you from doing that. Nobody's saying that that's a bad thing for you to do. You go do that and enjoy it. And and I'm gonna sit here on my computer and play it with a controller. Cause yeah, cause that's video games, man. Yeah. No one wants to WASD it anymore. Except that a lot of people do. And that's I guess great. They do. do that. Just, you know, I don't care about you doing that, so stop being such an ass when it comes to me wanting to use a controller. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. All right, Brian, did you play any betas? Uh, I've played some Overwatch. Okay. And I mean, wow. it is. Uh... It is what it is. It, it's a. Uh, it's what. What is that? So what, what is, what is what Blizzard's kind of weird answer to stuff like Battleborn and I guess some of the other like kind of more character-driven shooters, like almost like a like a Team Fortress, um, okay. where you have a map, you have an objective, like move this taxi from one end of the map to the other end of the map, and it's two teams. That sounds basically like a terrible objective. Yeah, it, it's it, that that one is kind of a terrible objective, especially okay. when you get like there. So every character has their own um, like special set of like two or three skills, um, and they all fit into like you, you have a damage class, you have a support class, you have a tank class, you have a uh, um, what else do you have? And you have like a healer class, and so they, there's like a group of characters that fit into each one of those. And so you'll have like in your tank class, you'll have a big guy named uh, I think his name is like Reinhardt. 
and he's got this huge energy shield that pops up in front of him. So people will sit him on front of the taxi as it moves down this lane in this you know predetermined path with the energy shield up and like fired behind him. And then when it breaks, he gets off of there and he slams people with his big hammer and, and stuff happens. But uh, you know, everybody kind of has their own little place, and it's it's all about kind of finding which characters work for you and and which which places you kind of like to fill. Um, so I mean, it's it's very bright, it's very colorful. It absolutely, even at this point in the beta, it still has that um, uh, kind of that Blizzard polish to it. Um, with the the beta just restarted um, last week, and they've implemented uh, a new progression system, one that wasn't there previously. And so um, you actually gain levels across no matter what character you're playing. Um, and everything has stats as far as like you know like things that you've done and and it all accumulates on screen and all that stuff. <laughs> and so as you level up, you gain loot boxes. And it's basically the the same thing you were talking about, Jonathan, where it's the mm. there are random things that you can unlock for all the characters. Um, most of these things are they're all arbitrary. It's like hats in um, uh, TF2, the uh, Team Fortress. It's it's yeah. all like uh, gimmicky. Um, uh, uh, aesthetic stuff. Um, so you know you unlock new costumes, or you unlock um, different uh, quips that they say during battle. Um, like I, I play the, I, I've got a couple for uh, this one healing chick named Mercy. That's kind of like an angel with a crazy healing rod. Um, and she, you know, she says stuff like, you know, the doctor is in, but she says it in her own like crazy, like Russian accent or whatever it is. Um, and then there's other things like I, there are these spray painted icons that appear places, and I guess you can set it up so that when you're leading, like that appears in different spots. Um, but you know, it's all it, it pops, and they all have. What's funny is they all have a uh, kind of a rarity to them. So Blizzard has found a way to work in the same kind of like uh, like blue, yellow, like legendary kind of system that they've used for like Diablo and for WoW um, into the loot in Overwatch. Uh, but it. Does it nothing like drops during the match? It's all kind of like, hey, you have this, you know, you get a loot box when you level up, and I'm sure at some point you'll be able to buy loot boxes because that just seems like something that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it, so far for it being a an early, not, not an early beta, but like kind of a mid beta where they, they've got kind of two maps that are out. You've got kind of two modes. You have the one kind of like moving objective mode, and then you have one where uh, it's basically you capture a point, um, and then you fight over that point, and whoever holds it for a specific amount of time wins. Um, but it also, but like, there's neat little mechanics to it. So say, um, you have the 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 the, ca- the point capture system. Like, you have to move um, the the their little. You have these like two little boxes you have to fill on the screen. And as your team, when your team grabs control of it, you start filling the boxes as long as somebody's within the the area around that's circled around the point. Mm-hmm. Um, if the other team gets, and you have to, you know, you have a certain amount of time to hold this. If the other team gets in, uh, it it kind of, you know, it doesn't drain from the other side that stays there, but it takes a little bit to reset the point, and then that team starts getting stuff. Um, but each of those, like the the point one and the so you know like the taxi moving one, they have this really crazy overtime system, where if one team is about to win or like one team is about to lose, that team has like, I want to say it's like ten seconds to either take the objective or like get close to the taxi so that it starts to move again, 
or the overtime gauge, you know, it clicks down and goes away. As long as that gauge is going, as long as there's somebody who's like moving that taxi or within that point, the match keeps going. And so I've actually like been on a team that has managed to turn around one of those capture point contests like during that overtime because we we managed to keep somebody in that spot um, until the point where the like it was so long that we started uh, actually past where the other team had been in their percentage and the overtime thing switched off. So it's like it's almost like a real like almost like a keep alive mechanic, where as long as you keep pushing and as long as you keep going, like the game, there's a there's a point where the game might not end, um, and you guys can come back from it. So it's it's real neat. I haven't ever seen that anywhere else, um, and so I think it's a neat offering. I, I again, there's not there, there's only two maps available right now. There's not a whole lot of stuff outside of like the thirty some odd characters that they have available. Um, it's some. It's like between like twenty five and thirty characters. So there's a, there's a lot there. They all do different things. They're all very um, like you know colorful and personable, and everybody's got their own personality. So that that part of thing is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean you know we'll see how it turns out. I don't. This is supposedly coming out soon, like in spring, according to all their release documents and like uh, all the the pre order stuff. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. It to me. Having played, like, the beta for um, Heroes of the Storm, um, this seems to be in a kind of like an earlier position than that game was at this same time before it was released. So I don't quite know what they're building up to or what the final product is going to look like. But it definitely seems like all the characters are in place um, as far as what they do, and there's not a lot of changing going on there. I think it's everything else around there where the, the changes are taking place. Interesting. Is there any sort of PvE to the game, or is it all no, you shooting just, other people? As far as I know, it is just those two maps, okay. uh, and it's just shooting other. It is it is quite almost quite literally like like Team Fortress Two. It is just gotcha. two teams going against each other, um, and you know, doing no, what doing what you do. This is a full I, retail product, right? They're they are selling it as a full one? retail product. This is yeah, not this a free to play. play. Okay. Yeah, I was. I'm looking at the website right now, and I I totally thought it was free to play until I saw the pre-purchase button, and yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's fifty nine dollars. Yeah, considering like, what oh. they did with Heroes Heroes of the Storm, in which they you know they kind of did the League of Legends thing, where they have um, a different set of free characters every week, but you have to end up purchasing the characters either with in-game gold or with actual money. Um, I thought that's kind of what they were going to do with this. Um, where yeah. you kind of get a couple, and then the rest you kind of have to purchase along your way. Uh, but no, right. you you get access to everybody, and I think it really speaks to um, kind of the plan they have because you can switch characters at virtually any time during a match once you're dead. So if you like run out and you are playing as somebody, and you're like, "This is not working for this situation that we're in," uh, the moment you die, um, you know, if you're using a controller, you can hold X. Um, I think you you just um, hold it there's another button that you hold using your keyboard and it's like you're immediately thrown to the character select screen uh, you pick somebody else out of the lineup you hit launch and you are back like in your little starting area ready to run out as that new character interesting um, so the, the the battlefield itself is really constantly changing and there's a real kind of back and forth dynamic in trying to match uh it, it, trying to have the right pieces so that you're you're throwing the right pieces against your opponent um, so that you're kind of you're pushing forward or you're defending correctly. 
Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I've been, you know, I've, I've been, like I said, I've been on um, sides of the match where we managed to, you know, push that overtime timer uh, and actually come back and win it. Um, and then there were points where it's like um, it was one of those taxi, the like, you know, pushing the taxi thing down the road, and that thing never left the starting block because the other team had their defense poked out to the letter to where we ran out of our starting zone and were immediately mowed down. And it's like, at that point, we just kind of sat inside, and it's like, you know what, the, this part of the game is not fun. They have to find a way to fix this. So there's, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it like for something that's coming out in the spring, it really feels like still there are parts of this that are really kind of raw. Uh, but then I don't know what they've pushed out and what they have waiting kind of in their own wings as far as fixes and the like. Mm-hmm. It's Blizzard. Everything they do is a friggin' mystery. Yeah. And who knows, a year, two years from now, they could release, you know, the um, undead version of this game. What what was the huge expansion to Diablo called? Oh, oh, yeah. I was, yeah, was going to try to make a joke Souls. about it, but I, I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it totally. And I mean, like, it's Blizzard, <laughs> so I have no doubt in my mind that when they release, when this thing actually releases, whether it's in the spring or even if it gets pushed back just a little bit, like, yeah. it is on their timetable, but Blizzard releases gold products. They're, sure. They, they don't release anything that is that is crap. They might release stuff like they did with you know Diablo three, that's a little off the mark, but even Diablo three was fantastic, and they only managed to make it better with time. Sure. I was just gonna say, and they came back and just kept making it better. Yeah, exactly. You know, they 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 are a studio that is fantastic at iteration, and once they have an idea, once they figured out this is where we're going with this particular product. Um, at that point, it's all about building it and making it better. And so, even if it comes out and it's not like totally fantastic, which is which is possible, um, that the they won't stop until it is totally fantastic. Sure. And I, I gotta say, it, it's kind of weird that both Battleborn and uh, Overwatch are coming out this summer. Two seemingly almost identical games, and from from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Are uh, are coming out with within two months from each other because like I'm looking at some of these screenshots and There's if, if I didn't know if I didn't know these were different <laughs> games yeah. I probably wouldn't know that these were different games. Yeah. There there are a lot of similarities there and I think I don't know which one was announced first um, but I know like where Overwatch came from is is it was basically what Blizzard was working on as a follow-up to World of Warcraft. And when they decided that what they were making as an MMO wasn't fun and it wasn't where they needed to go with it, um, they kind of read where everything else was going and decided that this was the game they were putting out. Um, So as far as kind of feeling the pulse of where things are headed, um, I think they made a real good call, uh, especially when you look at the fact that, you know, Battleborn is also coming out and I want to say there's a couple more of these games somewhere down the line that people are people are looking at. It's kind of the the new MOBA, if you would. Sure. Which, even kind of hearing you explain uh, Overwatch after having played it, I, I now feel like I understand these games a lot more because I remember back at the the PlayStation conference they they talked about uh, Battleborn and from the words they were saying, mixing like MOBA and shooter and then showing the, the trailer, like I had no idea what I was actually watching. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it sounds like a kind of straightforward multiplayer shooter with 
you know, in, in the vein more of um, of something like Team Fortress, where you know your characters are are vastly different than just having you know two different guns, but they have you know much more uh, far-reaching kind of abilities that make them unique versus you know one guy has an assault rifle and the other guy has a a three-round burst rifle, and they're two different classes with air quotes. Um, so I don't know that that sounds cool for everybody else. I I don't enjoy just shooting other people. Um, yeah. Yes. Sometimes. I, uh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. I uh, I that that's actually the the thing that kind of got me excited about the the Homefront beta was that it was the the co op section of the game because I it, unless there are other people like physically around me for me to be able to enjoy a multiplayer setting, I I find like person versus person multiplayer to be very frustrating and and not worth <coughs> it. So uh so yeah. So that's that's good though. It sounds sounds pretty cool. So hope we'll, we will see sounds, sounds in like just a few months. Cool beta. I feel yeah, like this, I, I, man, I, that was a lot of betas. I, I totally ruined this train. I I did not play any betas. Well you you can you can at least say that you launch the division beta by our next episode. So you know, maybe that's if I actually do it. You, you can do it, Joel. I know I can. I believe. Do I you. want to? Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see, really I, I did play two games. I will just briefly say that uh, those two games. One was Firewatch, which I'm only a couple days into, uh, mm. so I can't wait to talk about that next week. I have a lot of thoughts on that one. The other game, How's which, that one so uh, far? huh? How's that one so far? Uh, it is really, really, really good. I, lo- I, I would say I'm... Uh, it is a walking simulator with a lot of dialogue. So, think part Telltale game, part Gone Home. Is how I'd describe that game. Okay. Uh, I think it's... I, so far, I think it's brilliant. I'm not super far into it, so... Um, I don't have a lot to say yet other than um, the opening segment is incredible, and I would say wait to don't re- don't read up on it. Just go into that game and play because uh, I think it opens with one of the strongest openings I've probably ever played. Hmm. Yeah, the first 10 minutes of that game uh, got me choked up to the point where I was tearing up. It's It's wow. rough. It's right. uh, it's some powerful stuff. It's really, really good. I, I, just that first ten minutes alone was worth probably the price of admission. Um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, the other game I'm playing. So I've only played Firewatch for about an hour, maybe. Um, the other game I played a lot of, uh, but had to rage quit was um, King's Quest, the, the first chapter. Um, rage that quit. Is a, what's up? Rage quit. Isn't that a point and click game? <laughs> Yes. Well, oh. <laughs> I uh, got to a point where I needed a coin, and I spent two and a half hours trying to find said coin. And I looked up like a thousand different guides, and I guess the order in which I did things, I, I just cannot figure it out for the life of me where this stupid coin is. The rest of that game is super, like, really, really easy. I was flying through that game. No need for guides, nothing. Uh, but um, I got to a point where I needed a coin to get cross a bridge and I couldn't get there and I spent a long time trying to find said coin so I will go back to it at some point and try to finish that episode because I think I only have like 45 minutes left uh, but 
before that, I really, really liked that game. I think it's got some great voice acting and uh, a really cool story. Um, I just it was a really fun game to play. Hmm. Uh, it, uh, how how does it fare as far as um, other you know episodic story based games? Does it feel pretty similar to like the Telltale's and Life is Strange of the World? Uh, no, this is like old school Telltale, old school uh, more puzzle adventure than. Okay. Uh, dial heavy, um, but the best part is well, the first episode or the first I don't know I don't know if they call them episodes. The first chapter I think uh, was available on um, PlayStation Plus, uh, and basically that you you have a grandpa um, who is the king telling stories of his childhood to his granddaughter, and I think it's just really cool, and uh, that, that they kind of talk over you while you're playing, and if you do stupid stuff like poke poke a dragon with a fruit picker, um, your granddaughter will say, like, you didn't really do that, did you? And uh, there's some pretty good puns, and uh, I think it's just a really nice, easy game until I got to this point where I couldn't keep going. Um, I was ready to not. I'm not actually exaggerating. I was ready to spend the thirty dollars and buy the entire season um, after I finished the chapter. And now I'm like, I'm not even sure when I'll go back to it at this point. Uh, oh wow! Just because I've watched like so many videos trying to figure out where this coin is, um, and all things are pointing to it's over the bridge. But I can't get over the bridge without this coin, so it's um, driving me nuts. I might just start over. That that sounds like a Sierra game right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a King's Quest game, so uh, there is that. But uh, I'll, I hope by next week I can talk about the entire Firewatch experience and also uh, the, at least the first chapter of King's, King's Quest because uh, I really did enjoy the first bits of both of those games. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to that time then. Bye. So I think that does it for for this episode. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about Dark Station, then head on over to darkstation.com. All of our uh, predictions and look forwards to the year are up, so you can read and enjoy those. And so uh, more content coming. Yeah, absolutely. Is bursting with content. Absolutely. So check it, it out. Thank you. Like Brian. four that are done already. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So get ready for that, Internet. And we will be back to talk about more video games next week because that's what we do. Is that a goodbye? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, yeah. Of course. All right. We are all here, so Joel, let, let's do your crazy idea of doing you don't intros. Have to. No, You're right. we're, we're only, doing it. Only, okay, fine. We're doing it. Jeez. You you suggested it, so we we had to go with it. So it's now. gonna happen. Yeah, it's gotta happen. It has to. It's the have to. It's the have to. <laughs> it's the have to. What the hell was I talking about? Anybody? Rookie of the year. Anybody? Yeah, you I mean, were? I love that all movie. Right. I don't okay. remember that line.
It's, I don't remember where it's from, but it's at some point where Gary Busey gives the uh, Rowan Gardner a pep talk, and it's, it's the have to. And he never explains what oh, the have to is, right. but it's yes. just the have to. That's it's, when he's out on the mound, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Gary Busey never has to explain anything. No, he doesn't. Oftentimes, it just breaks down into a, some sort of weird, like, acronym for something. Yeah, or or screaming into um, you know the little Amazon remote. Either one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Where are my pants? <laughs> Not many people find inspiration in rookie uh, of the year. It's a great movie. That's, that's made sad. me want to break should. my arm. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. If that's, it, if that's what happens after <laughs> six months in a cast, why not? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, between that and Sandlot, I think I was convinced that I could play professional baseball. If I just, you know, broke my arm and had a bunch of friends that were much better at baseball than I was, then we could we could take on which, the world. Which is the one that where the kid is the coach? Oh no, that's uh, uh, uh that's the one with the where with the twins, Little Big League. That is that oh, it? I never saw that. I don't I don't know. The one yeah, with the that's, twins, yeah, like the other? That, that's with the mom dates one of the baseball players, right? No. no. Uh, that also happens in that rookie, rookie of the, the Year. League. Rookie of the Year as well. Yeah. Little Big League. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. No, I think the mom is a player in that one, too. All kinds of just kid cliches. He's a kid owner. Yeah, that's it. Kid owner. Yes. Little Big League. Yes, you yeah. are three of movies of my childhood. That's for nice. sure. Yeah. I, I never saw Little Big League, but now I'd have to if it if it goes along with the other two. I'm actually so, not sure uh, where you would see that. <laughs> Looks like um, YouTube for three bucks. There, I feel weird about renting things from YouTube. Okay, well, you got Amazon and iTunes as well for three bucks. Uh, maybe. We'll see. 